Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast about seeing the world through the eyes of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French. So please excuse me if I'm looking for my words or misspeak sometime. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years. This is episode number 11 about commitment. Resilience. Focus. Doing the right thing day after day. Although, what is the right thing? That's what I've been thinking about recently. Why is it that some of us just spontaneously know how to commit and some of us don't? Because in truth, life is hard. Life is really hard. It's like... You know, I'm hearing all those like motivational talks on YouTube or wherever. And everybody's like, yeah, you can start now, today, like just go and do it. You know, like imagine just one hour every day. After a while, how many compounded hours you're going to have on this topic or that topic on doing this or that like as you know like if you think about it as a concept right now for the next five minutes yeah it it seems like a good idea but the reality is that life is not a point in time separate from the past and the future life is happening every instant and it just rolls through time um i actually prefer the chinese notion of time like i I heard this french philosopher that's um half french half chinese and he perfectly knows chinese and the chinese culture and He's a philosopher and he works in France and he talked about the difference of the concept of time between the Western world and the the Asian world. So, you know, when we think of time, we think of the present, the past and the future. There's like three notions basically that um, illustrate time so you think the past is whatever happened before that point in time the future is what has yet to come and this is the you know within the next five minutes or it can be in 20 years or two million years And the present is like this point in time, like now. But this notion is complex to grasp because now is different than now. I just said two seconds ago, like 
so there's this kind of like misconception of the now and in the Chinese culture there's only two notions within the concept of time there's the past and there's a notion that's like the present near future so the present is not a point the present is the now and what is coming so the the what's imminent which can be like a few minutes but it can also be a few days so the notion of present is kind of like blend into like the notion of near future and they don't have a notion of like far future it's just not how they think well that's what this philosopher said anyway i i don't know myself firsthand but the guy seemed to know what he was talking about and i like this notion better of time you know and i like the notion that now is not just this one present moment but it's like now and what's coming it gives a little more freedom you know like to 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 be unperfect maybe i can't lift my ass from the couch right now but that's okay because in the present if the present englobes now and what's coming in the next day or two then it means you know i'm not a failure maybe i'm going to do something just in a few hours because it's hard to to be committed just by yourself like that like i think that's why there's so many weird systems with university and loans and the way the american system functions is big because people need outside obligations they you know like they need the pressure of having someone else a person a teacher an entity a school whatever it is to tell them what to do so they're accountable if you're not accountable like why would you do anything you know as a kid like i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to clean my bedroom i didn't want to you know like help clean the kitchen and help groceries or i didn't want to do anything i just wanted to like i don't know touch my noodle and play video games why would you want to do anything if you're not accountable if your parents or whoever is the authority around you tells you hey you need to do that why well it's just you know you need to do that if you don't do that what you're going to be like a retarded um teenager who i'm not supposed to use the word retarded i i think in the us it's like bad like you, it means i'm i don't know what it means but i heard people like really being really uncomfortable with that in french it's not the same meaning in french it just means you're late it does not necessarily means you you have uh mental uh incapacities it can mean that too but it also means like you're 
you're late for your age. You're kind of like behind. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Please don't crucify me for saying that. I see that a lot in the U.S., like what you can say, cannot say, can do, cannot do. Like there's, there's so much rules and people are so like fighting so much against each other about, you know, what you can and cannot do. Like nobody is in agreement about anything. People are fighting so much about concepts and things. And it's America is really crazy. It's like the land where everything's possible. The best thing and the worst thing. There's the, the most bright, smart, intelligent people in the world. And there's the f- dumbest assholes in the world, too. I mean, on what fucking parallel universe do you have, like, Obama followed by Trump? I mean, this is puzzling to me. The system is really weird here. It's interesting to see it, you know, as a foreigner, as, as an immigrant, basically. It's weird to think that I'm an immigrant because I was born immigrant in France, but born in France, raised in France, so I never felt I was an immigrant, and, but it was still like some kind of like weird thing above my head because my friends that looked more Arabic than me were treated differently than me. People thought I was French, and I am, but my father is Arabic. So I'm kind of half. But here I am an immigrant, although I'm from France, so it's not the same than if I was an immigrant from... I don't know, a developing country like Mongolia or something. It's, which is weird. Why? Why is it different? Why is there immigrants anyway? Like, uh, you know, like I spent my life traveling. Basically, I never had, I never rented an apartment until recently in my life and right now I'm 38 years old so I think I think the first time I rented a place and I actually committed to it I was like 35 years old before that I li- I was living on the road in a trailer in a caravan in in hotel rooms wherever in the back of my trunk you know with friends people traveling the world all the time so it's like why why do we have concepts of like borders and and limitations like that like i understand there's like you know rules and economy and i mean there's a lot of justifications but if you really think about it, and I'm, I'm looking at it from a performer's perspective, from a juggler that just spent my whole life traveling, I'm like, is, isn't it what we used to do all the time? Migrate? Just 
being on the road, itinerant, itinerant, is that how you say it in French? I don't know if it exists in, in English. Itinerant is, means like you're living on the road, you're moving from places to places, and then you end up like in different countries or part of the world where people speak differently, and that's okay. You know, you, you perform for them, you, you want to learn about them, they want to learn about you, you share a good moment, you have a portion of life that you exchange, and then you move on. And here we're like so fucking... on top of all those rules, going through the immigration process to become a U.S. citizen and, and being allowed to just be here, I was shocked at the brutality of the experience and, and not even counting how much it costs. And I'm coming from France, where there's a really high level of you know, life is expensive more than here in Paris. Life is really expensive. But to me, it seemed really expensive to come here. You know, like many thousands of dollars just to, to get the paperwork done. Paperwork it was not even like, I don't know, it's just, it's just paperwork. That's a business. That's a big part of the economy. Like, pay, make people pay to come to the U.S. Wow. That's what I like and also sometimes dislike about America is that everything can make money. Anything can become a business. And I like it because it removes this... Um, um, guilt around money that I feel a lot in Europe and in France. I don't feel comfortable in France to monetize everything. In France, I don't know, I wanted to just do things for people and just help them and share and, and get help when I need some help and, and not necessarily like monetize everything. But here in the US, there's no, it's guilt free, like there's no problem. Like, you know, business is business. And, and it seems that you can turn everything in, into a business. And I'm fascinated because it's like, wow, that, that's great. It's very empowering and, and um, pushing people to, you know, think differently, be entrepreneurs and this and that. But at the same time, can we just relax a little bit and like not monetize everything? Recently, I had this like epiphany about when I listen a lot to podcasts when I practice or commute or whatever. Sorry. But some of them have like advertisement at the beginning, in the middle, and again in the middle, and again at the end. And I'm like, guys, stop. Like, 
I'm not I'm not listening to your podcast to to hear publicity. Stop. You know, like I get it. You need to make a living. I mean, I'm in this situation. I need to make a living, but I don't want like and now place for the sponsor. And it's like, what the fuck? It was very interesting. I was into the conversation or the idea or whatever. And now you're going to like bullshit me for three minutes about buying, you know, the new washing machine or something. Fuck it. So I, I just delete those. I like unsubscribe. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, it's interesting. But fuck it. There's so many out there. I'd rather listen to like smaller or maybe less greedy podcasts that just where I can get into the flow and not just get sold stuff all the time. It's a little too aggressive, I think, like the selling pitches in the US. It's like really sell, 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 sell. We're really consumers. Like there's this idea that a citizen is a consumer before being a citizen. And that, that's a feeling that I'm discovering. In, in France, it's not the same. I mean, it's becoming because America has a lot of influence and the system America has, like capitalism, really is like kind of like the example, the template on which the rest of the world is trying to match because America is so successful. But when I grew up, I felt we're people before being consumers. And when we get out in the street, it's not about like going like window shopping and buying stuff. It's about being together and walking in the park and sitting down. And well, maybe it's a cliche, but like having a glass of wine and, and a little bit of cheese under a tree and watch the fucking river and laugh a little bit instead of like just spending money well all of that to talk about commitment and i realize that it's hard life life is hard life is hard it's hard to commit why why would we commit if there's no incentive why would we commit and I don't know why. I don't think the answer is simple. I don't think the answer is in like listening to a motivational speaker that is going to tell you now is the time, do it now. And it made me think about this because this morning I was biking on a, on a bike and I was following like an online course and the lady giving the course was really fun. And at one point she's saying, this is the starting line, like the starting line, you know, like when you start racing, there's a starting line and a finish line. And she was like, everybody's talking about starting. And she was like, but it's not about starting, it's about finishing. And he tilted, I was like, shit, she's right. It's not about starting. We start all the time. All the time we're like, okay, tomorrow I'll do it. You know, tomorrow I'm, I'll, I'm starting. It's like, it's not about starting. It's about sustaining. 
It's about finishing. It's about keep doing it. And in, in our case, committing to juggling or whatever it is you want to commit in your life. It's actually about keep doing it. It's not just starting. It's easy to start. Starting is actually the best. Oh, I'm going to start drawing. Awesome. You get out, you buy beautiful, expensive paper, you buy nice, beautiful paint and whatever it is. And that's the fun part, right? Like get out and spend $200 on getting really fun crafts. And then you do one drawing because you're like into it. You pour a glass of wine and you start doing it and you start doing it. Where does it go? In the cupboard? When is the next time you pick it up? It's not about starting. It's about committing. Keep doing it. Oh, I'm going to start writing in my journal. Yeah, easy. You buy an app or you buy a real journal with a nice pen and you're like, well, now I have my nice journal, nice pen, and you write once or twice in it and, and then you start it. When is the last time you wrote on it? The hard part is to keep doing it. But that's the secret. The secret is that. It's keep doing it. You know, like I heard a guy, and I'm referencing a lot of stuff, but I have no idea who the name of those guys or women and people. It's just things that I hear and I remember, but I, I, I don't know why. I don't remember who said it. But I heard someone said, we have this distorted vision of successful people and the way also it works here in the US and maybe around the world, I don't know, is to tell stories that are like transformative stories, like with a big breakthrough and, you know, like a success story of a company or a person that becomes extremely successful and there's really this defining moment where they're like find the thing and boom break through and become uh successful and the guy was like this is bullshit i don't know if he said bullshit but i say it the guy was like being successful is actually a very long succession of small smart and appropriate decisions. It's the little decisions that we make 10 times a day that compound and eventually become the success story. But there's no peak defining moment. Although it's kind of boring to tell a story where you're going to tell the last 25 years of your life explaining all those little moments. Like nobody want to hear that. Everybody want to hear like the big, story like the one defining moment and the right choice and you were like the genius person who did the right thing and became super successful this doesn't happen only in stories only in disney movies by the way we need to stop feeding disney movies to our kid this is not life this is not a good um way to structure our kids mind for the future like those princes and princes and happy ending stories this is that's not life 
I think that's why people are so depressed. It's like we're feeding pictures of life to our children and our society and it, Hollywood and all those businesses are like feeding into that picture of success story and defining moment and amazing moment and it never happened. Life's hard. Unless you're born with a gold spoon in your mouth. I don't know if you say that in English, you say it in French. It's an expression to say you're, you're born rich. Like crazy rich. Unless you were born crazy rich. Life's hard. You have to, to, to like kick your butt and keep doing it. It's not just about once. You need to keep doing it every day. And the thing is, if you're an artist or you're doing something different, you have to kick your ass yourself. Nobody is going to kick your ass for you. And I don't even know what is the good answer for that. Like, I don't have... Um, Right now I'm looking for my word. Maybe I should think of it in French. Un conseil. A tip. I don't know the proper way, but like a tip, like giving a tip, giving a advice, advice. I don't have any advice. Although I don't want to give advices because... This is the worst thing. I'm going to give you an advice. You're going to go try to do it. It's not going to work. Then you're going to come back and blame me. Because it doesn't didn't work. It's like, no. Nobody, nobody is to blame but you. For your own life. Nobody. Nobody is to blame for me. For whatever I did, didn't do, achieved, didn't achieve in my life. But me. Nobody took me by the hand to like accompany me to do anything. And all the terrible shit I did by being stupid, by divorcing, by just being a stupid guy trying to go through life and not realizing that people are sensitive and we need to be gentle with each other and respectful and I haven't been always respectful it's all on me it's nobody's fault I think we're blaming everybody else society everything it's like it's all on us but I get it it's hard and I and I agree it was hard for me to nobody told me to juggle eight hours a day It would have been great to have someone taking me by the hand and like supporting me. And now there is circus schools that do that. But the problem is that circus school is not forever. You can stay in a circus school for a while, maybe like two years, three years, five years, six years. But eventually you need to get out there. And once you're out there, that's it. You're on your own. You're by yourself. It's on you. It's on you to do it or not, to commit or not. And there's no right answer for how to do that. I think the one thing that helps is when you're passionate. 
when you're actually enjoying doing what you're doing, when it's a, something you're passionate about and you can't help but want to spend some time doing it, whatever it is, it's easier to commit to it. Although it can, you know, not necessarily be the right thing. If it's doing coke that you're passionate about, uh, that might not be the right passion. Or if it's to gamble recklessly, eh, might not be the right thing to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much. Just know that it was hard. But I had my own standards. And I... I held myself to my own standards and I kept pushing. And in, in, honestly, when I look at my life and my career, I'm not even proud of it because I don't consider myself successful. I don't. But sometimes I meet people that look at what I did and achieve in my life and I did more than they would ever dream for themselves. So for them, I'm ultimately successful, but not for me. It's all a question of perspective. It's all a question of like, what is it that I want? What is it that you want? What is it that you want? What is it that you want to achieve? Well, good for you. Think about it. Define it. And then it's not about starting. Starting is easy. You know, don't, don't, don't come around and tell me, hey, last week I started and I committed. It's like, yeah, great. Good for you. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Find a way to remind yourself and to keep yourself accountable. You cannot rely on everybody else you cannot rely on someone else to keep you accountable this is not how you go through life because then you're using other people as uh, well that's another word i don't know in english bicky um you know those those things you you use when you break your leg and to walk around two sticks and, and then it's, it helps you but it's like that's not healthy you can't build yourself on that because if the person supporting you goes away you crumble nobody's responsible for you you are so it's a reminder about commitment. Commitment to yourself, really. Well, that was gay. Um, thanks to my sponsor, Play Juggling. Check them out, playjuggling.com. They're amazing. 
and thanks to Head on te- Television. And remember, failure is an essential part of juggling, but failing is not a problem. The problem is not learning from your mistakes. So go ahead, juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Oh, 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 o